Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three unique perspectives from varying skill range. I am the hardcore gamer host, the one that everyone raves about, Andrew. With me, the one who puts the punk in Daft Punk, Keith. I was going to do a cool beat, but hey, I don't have any. And the one who puts dead in Dead Mouse, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week was a listener pick. And this week we had a listener pick slash recommendation. Uh, he specifically recommended it for Keith. He figured this was right up Keith's alley. So you know what that means? It's probably a platform or a roguelike. And it's both of those. So this week we played Neon Abyss by VWO Games. Thank you, Patrick, for recommending this game for us. Going around, Keith, was this a game or pass? I'd say this is definitely a game, if, especially if you like uh, platformers, if you like your roguelikes. Definitely give it a shot. It's a lot of fun to play. I think I it's not my favorite of all the ones I've played, but it's great, and I just worth picking up. Yeah, I'm going to give this a game, too. I thought it was a lot of fun and very addicting, but I will say that I was really disappointed after my first run when I realized that things weren't really going to be changing that much. You're pretty much playing the same game the whole time, or at least that's how I feel. And so it's... It's really addicting, and I liked it, but I think I'm starting to get that burnout. So, because of all the things you just said, Liz, I'm actually going to give it a pass. It's not a bad game. I had fun with it, but as far as all the other roguelikes that we've been playing on Game Pass, this is pretty low on the list. So, I'm going to give it a pass because there's just a lot better for choices. And so, as I said, Neon Abyss is this 2D platformer roguelike where you are essentially just going into... A very generic dungeon, and as you're going through, you're getting more gems, fighting bosses, unlocking new items, and it's kind of this nice twist where it's slash rave music slash Greek mythology. So it's it's kind of a weird, I don't know, style, which I think was nice, but wasn't quite utilized well. But what really disappointed me, right at the beginning, there is kind of like a story. You know, you're at a bar with this random guy in black, and he's telling you, oh, this company, Hades company, took everything from me and took everything from you. Drink this drink if you want revenge. And you drink it and you fall into the abyss and it starts the adventure. And you never hear anything ever again. Like, there's literally no story. Because you guys beat it, right? And there was no ending? No, it literally just rolled credits. (laughs) And scene. Yeah. I I mean, there's like an office on the third floor that is locked. And there's got to be some way to unlock it. I mean, I know, Keith, you had the idea of maybe you have to unlock all the characters and beat the game with all the characters, but that is really grindy if that's the case. Once you beat it, did you go back to the office? Yes, and it was still locked. Oh. Yeah, the only thing I haven't done is beat all five bosses with the same character once, so I don't know if that changes it at all. I also think there might be more coming to this game. So I started playing this game... Well, when Patrick originally recommended it, so a couple of weeks ago, and the game has changed since then. So when I started this game a couple of weeks ago, there was no basement, there was no office, there was just a little traffic cone or, or cone in front of that elevator in the first place, so I couldn't actually even go up there. So that whole section is new. So I think there may be more to come to this game, and I that's actually, I think, part of the reason why I definitely give it a game and i'll probably end up coming back to it at some point well if that's the case though this is an incomplete game essentially then so why is it considered like an early access 
Well, that's a good point. Like, it, don't get me wrong. Everything here is there. Things work. I found a little bit of bugs here and there, but they were just kind of graphical. And so it's like, wouldn't this be considered early access then? If you have a game that doesn't have a complete story or you're not fully done with it. I mean, I, I know where you're coming from, though. There definitely is stuff coming because I looked on a wiki and there's two characters that are DLC. And so this game is originally on Steam. So I think those characters are available on the Steam version. But yeah, I'm surprised then it's not considered early access. But I mean, how far are they going to go with it? Because something that I complained about was the environments don't really change. Like you said, they change a little bit, but I was watching you play like because you were much further and everything just still kind of looked the same. Yeah. And so for me, it's like, and same with like the weapons. When I was playing Dead Cells, there were times when I had a run that I just felt like this is the best weapon. I have the the best artifacts and all this kind of stuff. But with this game, there were definitely some runs where I was like, this gun is much better than what I've had before, but nothing really wowed me. And so for me, I just kind of feel like this is just a base of a game. Like they just need to add oomph to it. Yeah, I do see what you're saying. I think one thing that I really liked about the style of, of the game is unlike Dead Cells, you're... I guess you can look at it from two ways, even as I'm thinking about this. But Dead Cells felt like it was very much more strategic. You only had, what, two slots that you could interchange? Yeah. So yeah. And then equipment. Yeah, and then your equipment. But you still had a very limited number of slots that you had to fill. And so you had to, as you're going through, decide whether or not you want to pick up that other item. If you want to swap it, give it a shot, all these things. In Neon Abyss, outside of your weapon everything is just build 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 and you're just become this massive walking death machine basically and i thought that was fun it is i guess what i'm saying is that that's what made me feel like i was having a lot of fun with it but i will also say at the same breath i think dead cells is a better roguelike platformer but i wish that you could get rid of stuff when you're playing this i mean not only are you picking up stuff that are negative but I mean, there's some things that just didn't work with what you were trying to do, and I wish I could kind of customize it. And I also wish that, like, you're you're coming across different weapons and you're paying for them. Everything that you pick up, you can't read what it is. And so for me, I thought it would be beneficial to have kind of two types of guns. And for me, like, when you're looking at the controls, like I said that to switch your weapon, you hit Y, but it would just bring me to, like, the grenades that you throw. And then that brings me to, like, the biggest thing when I first started playing the controls like yes. for me left trigger is jump and it says that you can switch things around but you really can't do it in a way that would work because you're shooting with your right stick yep is that what it was? yeah and so for me i couldn't find a way to customize this that actually made sense like my right trigger finger was hurting because <laughs> you're just constantly jumping and there is like i'd say like light platforming like nothing too crazy but yeah i just found the controls very inconvenient yeah that left trigger jump button really irritated me because when i went in there and i was trying to remap it you have an option to remap it but i think basically your only option is to swip swap out one of the other bumpers or a trigger and that's not yeah. where i want my jump button to be it's never where i want my jump button to be and i have an elite controller that i could map this all out but i'm not going through that much effort for a 2d platformer no, thank you. Yeah, it specifically says like you can fully customize your controller, which you kind of can, but with an asterisk because, yes, they're saying you can't just be like, oh, I want jump A. It specifically limits what buttons it lets you do things, but it doesn't explain that to you. 
we all kind of figure that on our own when we're trying to like map the controller. So yeah, it is really weird that, I mean, I think it made sense as to why they did it. It took me a bit of time, but eventually I didn't think the controls were awful because this game isn't super, it's not like a um, Twitch reaction kind of roguelike like Dead Cells is. Dead Cells, you need to like not screw up or flinch or you'll die. This one, I felt like it was a lot slower so I didn't feel like I needed these really responsive reflexes and need to have my controller like in a nice spot to do it. But it, it did make me laugh though. Watching Liz play. What? When you this is clearly showing how you're a noob. So as we said, left stick moves your character, right stick is what you shoot with. So you actually you aim with the right stick. And normally if you have like a machine gun, you hold the right stick. So it keeps shooting. Liz in the hand keeps clicking the right stick. You literally kept <laughs> pressing it. And it was like, it was blowing my mind. It reminded me back in the day when my dad used to play like Nintendo 64 with me. He would actually like hold the controller, the joystick with like all five of his fingers and steer it like a regular joystick. In all fairness, with the faster guns, I would hold it. But for some reason, when it was just a very, I mean, at the beginning, your gun is very slow. You don't have a lot of bullets. And I would do that. But then the second I upgraded my gun or got a better gun, I would hold it. So it was just like, I don't know. I also like sometimes the, the like I would have so many bullets that I'd kind of like get confused about oh, yeah. like, what were mine. And sometimes it would like kind of ricochet or like have an exploding effect. And like, <laughs> I feel like it must be really hard to play, just sit next to me when I'm playing video games. Because like if something's really tense, like I just like. Your whole body <laughs> tenses. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> like almost like jerk. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. But I just, like, can't calm my body when I'm playing a game. <laughs> it feels like you're being electrocuted. Yeah. Like, how your body is twitching and, like, tensing. It feels like you're getting slight shocks. I noticed doing it when, like, because there's a couple of, like, levels that I would constantly die at, and no matter what. And so, like, when I get close to it, I just, like, I can't, I can't control myself. <laughs> but I'm surprised your hand wasn't hurting. I literally could hear you in the other room, hearing the controller click, 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 as you're hitting the... Joy's the No, uh, it was my analog. it was my jump finger. But that's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you were in the same room with me. <laughs> but yeah, so there's a lot of things that you kinda said that I, I fully agree that irritated me with this game. So there's like five hundred items you can pick up. And they all upgrade you in some slight way. Some have like Liz said have a slight negative effect, but nothing too like detrimental. It's not like, oh, you're you take double damage. Actually, there was an item that made you take double damage, which was annoying. But what always irritated me is it was hard to figure out what the items did. Since there is like, I think it's like 350 items you can pick up. And a lot of them honestly did very similar things. A good, like 50 of them were like, oh, increases your rate of fire. So it's like, okay, why do you make 50 different items just to essentially do the same thing? Like you didn't need this many items, but you would get something like a steak. Oh, you know, there's a nice big juicy steak that probably does something for my health. And you pick it up. Nope. It makes you jump higher and you're, you shoot faster. And it's like, how, how do you get that from a steak? I hardly ever got the health things. I always had just like three, maybe four hearts. And I thought that some of the eggs were actually worse for me. Because like there's yeah. one that would take all your hearts if it, if it beat you there. But then it had, like, the chance of giving you shields when it died. Because there was one that it didn't give me any shields. And I'm like, oh, thanks for, you know, making me, like, lose all my health. Yeah, 
There was another one too. I don't know, Liz, if you got to the to unlock the moldy hearts, which actually sometimes hurt oh, you. Yeah. But there was one of <clears throat> the pets, at least that you get, that it would actually pick up a heart and it would drop a moldy heart. Yep. I that have one. one. That one bothered me because it actually, well, effectively killed me one time. I I went from two hearts to a half a heart and then immediately got smoked in the next room. And I was just and I was pissed because I'm, I was on a really good run. I had tons of stuff. Just demolishing rooms, and then, oops, sorry, your pet screwed you over. Good night. So I did yeah. take some some issue with that, but I don't know. I I didn't feel like I guess taking double damage would be pretty negative, but I think the most negative one I saw, other than that, was like it reduced your rate of fire, but it increased like everything else. So I don't. I thought it made some sense to a certain degree i just had a hard time really keeping track of the ones because there were some that looked so similar that yeah i pretty much constantly had a just some sort of a, a page open there you can just google neon abyss items and i don't know there's a handful of different ones out there but all in all yeah and to that whole point is there's an item that actually lets you preview what an item does before picking it up and that annoyed me too because I shouldn't have to get a random drop on an item to maybe just have something that a game should have for me. It didn't feel like it should yeah. be a skill. It should just be there. There's a character that has that ability as well that he can like preview items. But it's annoying because, yeah, you'll sometimes be given the option of a, like three different items. You have no idea what to do. And like I said, the way the item looks doesn't tell you anything. Because you get something and you think it's going to maybe give you more money. And it's like, nope, you uh, can double jump now. Well, it's I think like, it's okay. that way with the weapons, too. Like, you're yeah. spending... Because, I, I mean, the weapons were fairly expensive. The artifacts, or whatever you want to call them, were the most expensive. But there were times where it's like I just reached the amount of money that I could buy the weapon. And then I got it and it wasn't useful for me. So there was one that was like... It was like bubbles and they went in circles and stuff. And it was super slow when you first get it. And for me, like, that gun would be terrible for me. And then there are some times that I would get a gun that, like, it would explode. And I absolutely loved that, even though it was terrible, because I would, you know, blow myself up all the time. Because <laughs> it could also open chests and break down walls and all that. But, so for me, I thought it was more annoying that I couldn't read what the guns were. Because I'd rather save my coins and get, you know, more shields or more artifacts. Yeah, I, I tend to lean on the fact of, after playing it enough, at least, I would say, is there was... Guns were mostly all designed the same way. So while there might be four versions of it, there's like four guitars, which all largely do the same thing. They just might have a different active skill or they might just operate slightly different. But largely, once you do play enough, you start to know what kind of guns you like and which ones you don't like. So I struggled at first, but it definitely came to over time. But quite honestly, if you were getting enough upgrades, I was quite happy with just the base gun. Because it still got really strong, and you could have a split shot of four and all these things. and it, it still felt like it was good. So I almost always bought upgrades for that point, too. I fully agree with you, Keith. Like, And that was kind of irritating me. What you, get, what you guys are saying is, yeah, you get a gun. Even if you have the gun in your inventory, there's no like stats on it. It's not saying, like, oh, its rate of fire is high, its damage is low. You don't know that. When you shoot the gun, all you see is kind of what pattern it shoots out. And it doesn't really matter because even too, you're leveling up your gun, but it doesn't tell you what that means. I, I assumed it just meant it increased its range and increased its damage, but that's just what I assumed because there was no tutorial on that. 
the tutorial in this game I thought was very basic. In fact, it was it was too basic. It, there was a lot it didn't explain. And yeah, just a simple kind of stats would have been really helpful. Uh, luckily, our listener, Patrick, recommended that there was a mobile app that basically essentially tells you all the items and everything like that. And that can help you kind of figure out what you might want to pick and what weapons you may want to go with. But I was really kind of disappointed in the weapons. Nothing really screamed out to me. There was a couple that were kind of cool. But I remember when we played Enter the Gungeon, like those guns were cool and fun and interesting. I didn't think any gun was that interesting in this. No, I, they all just basically shot balls, and that was it. Yeah, I definitely had guns that I liked more than others, but I do agree that largely the cat gun, well, the cat gun was interesting. Mm-hmm. There was, yeah. I mean, and then there was the bubble one that was kind of interesting, but it is just still kind of some blue circles floating across your screen instead of some white circles. So there is that. Um, I can't remember the name of it. You, we were talking about it yesterday, Andrew, though. Uh, the wizard gun or something. The eighth color. Yeah, the eighth color. That was probably the most fun one in the game, but largely, oh, I didn't like that one. Largely, just because it, I don't, it just randomly shot out of a different type of bullet as you shot the gun. So I thought that made it kind of interesting, but it also just makes it weird because you're like, how do I know how to fight? I'm just gonna just keep shooting. I guess that's all I did. Yeah. That gun was only good if you had a high rate of fire, because therefore it's shooting all the bullets basically all the time. Which I also want to point out, too, that I, once you get a good gun and you're well set, I feel like when you get later in the levels, like I told Andrew this, and I think he did it too, I just rushed to the boss, because I felt like I wasn't being rewarded enough to like lose my health by going to all these rooms. And so there was one artifact that showed me the map of that of the level and so like I would see where it was before I entered the rooms and I would just rush there because I mean once you get to level like what did you say like the fifth five? floor yeah yeah once you get to level five I mean there's no point in like running around and injuring yourself because it gets harder you're you're losing more health and all that so I I felt like I was purposefully rushing through the game yeah this is like there's a lot of important things that I really wish the tutorial taught you luckily yeah, that part of taking more damage, I saw in one of the tips during the loading screen, but the loading screen's quick, so most of the time I couldn't even read the tips. But yeah, normally if you're level 1 through 4, if you get damage, you just lose half a heart. But after level 5 and up, you're losing a whole heart, which quickly takes you down. So like that's really important information. And then there's a whole, like I said, this game has kind of like a Greek mythology to it. You're fighting some kind of Greek gods, you know, Zeus, Ares, Athena, but... There's like a main aspect of like what worship. No, it's what your like faith is. If you get damaged in a room, you get violence and you have a violence faith. And if you fill that meter up, you can go to the Ares temple where you permanently lose a health, but you get to pick an item. And then the other side of that is the Athena. If you clear rooms without taking damage, you get wisdom and you can go to her temple. It's like, it's actually very important to the game and the mechanics it was cut off on my screen. I didn't know what was happening with that. Yeah. Because it doesn't, you can't fit it to your screen, right? There's yeah, no it, option for that. So I was watching Andrew play on the computer and I was like, oh, I don't even have that on the right side of my screen. Yeah, I thought that was weird. The game didn't fit the TV that we're playing on. The Xbox itself, like everything always fit and you can see everything, but this game didn't quite calibrate with our TV, which was weird. That is odd. I didn't have any issue with that. I I sort of figured it out. I actually I noticed it more than anything first, and I had an idea what was going on, but ultimately just Googled it because I, I didn't want to sit there and put together a puzzle that I 
shouldn't be a puzzle. So I do agree that it's weird in, in the way that it is. And it's worth noting is you can only start that faith meter if you interact with one of the like chests or doors. So as you go through, there will be these purple chests that you come across, which one of the, the pickups of kind of a currency in game is a crystal. You can use crystals to open those. Sometimes it's a door. Um, yeah, it's, I guess, either one of those things or just this little floating crystal. You put in crystals into it, and then you get some faith on this bar. But you could go through a whole entire run, never touch one of those, which is just about impossible, and you would never increase either of those bars. So, What if you turn them red by shooting them, like get the thorns on same, them? Does it still give you faith? It does, yeah. No, it yeah. just it goes it immediately. gives you violence. Yeah, immediately goes to violence, and then you can work oh. your way towards the faith side of it if you want. But that was, I think that was probably the most frustrating thing. I pretty much always stuck to the wisdom just because you didn't lose a heart. And so I thought it was better, quite honestly. I just like getting more stuff and not losing anything. But it was, it can be so frustrating because if you have a gun that's shooting out six bullets in a spread, you just walk in and you fire once by accident and you've hit that thing and it's gone. Or if it takes damage from an enemy because they just floated by it weird gone and i just i got really frustrated with that aspect of it but otherwise i thought it was a kind of a cool system it just didn't play great not as good as it could have no i agree with that i think and i think especially going back to my original point is if you could just outright started with the ability to do it walk into a room clear it and start gaining your wisdom meter it would make so much more sense but to have to trigger it first was kind of annoying I also wanted to ask you guys, because I didn't beat the game, but do you ever see more enemies and different bosses, or is it always the same? Kind of. Because I did a couple <laughs> runs. I forget what run I got to, but every single time I would beat a run, because when you beat a run, you get, is it one extra level for your next run? You yeah. restart. You lose everything and you restart it, but every single time, it's the same enemies, right? The same bosses. Like, there's the, what is it, like, the... TV guy, he turns into screens. Yeah. And... Well, there's there's two versions of every boss. Uh, yeah, the guy who's in charge of the screen, one guy's name Sam, the other one's name is Sung. Mm. Uh, then there's a guy who's in control of the mobile videos. One of them's named Tick, the other one's name is Talk. Mm. So I didn't notice that. You never did. No. <laughs> oh, do you even know what TikTok is, Liz? Like I, I know I'm not I big on do, these things. The but... guy with the cranberry juice, I saw that, and that was what made me realize <laughs> the that the TikTok had juice. some cool stuff on it. <laughs> but no, I don't really like go on TikTok. I have one because someone told me to get it, but then I was just well, yeah, you had to get it before Trump deleted it. <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I thought that was pretty funny. As far as that, gave me a good chuckle. Which is another thing that kind of didn't make sense. I felt like this game was trying to maybe be like a social commentary, but it, I didn't get it. Because, yeah, <laughs> then some of the bosses you're fighting, there's one guy who's the god of Bittercoin, which is supposed to be like Bitcoin. And, uh, yeah, his name his name was something like Data Mine, like Data and Mine or something like that. Or no, Bitblock. That's what it was. Bitblock. And then you had uh, a fast food family, the, the, the McFamily. I thought it was the McTuckies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the McTuckies. So, like, I felt like it was trying to be, like, a social commentary, but I didn't get it because there was, like, no overall story. But anyway, to go back to your question, Liz, for the most part, no. A lot of the enemies are reskins, and so there's kind of, like, these three different categories. Every once in a while, I'd get these weird purple enemies. 
I don't know why they would appear. They would just appear every once in a while. They, they weren't anything that special, though. Same with the ghosts. I feel like I barely ever ran into those. Yeah, but the enemy, like, variation is, is very small. Yeah, largely it's, like, three different types. There's, like, a couple yeah. different flying, and then they just color them different, and they take more damage or have, like, a slightly different attack, maybe. Or they yeah. split into multiple things like that. I think they change what you look like when you get certain artifacts or weapons. Yes. Like, all of a sudden you'll have, like, a different helmet or something. And I noticed that that would change a lot. Yeah, and I thought that was actually a really cool aspect. Nothing game-selling by any means. But I did think it was kind of cool just to see this, like, weird amorphous blob you become of just random items. The masks, I think, seem to just go with whatever your most recent ones. But some of them are just really, like, finite in that, you know, like, um, there's one where you had your bullets explode after they go a certain distance, and it adds a little canister onto the end of your gun, so it's like an RPG. I just thought it was, like, cool attention to detail. Yeah. It was. But I want to go back real quick to, uh, what did you guys actually think of the boss fights? Some of them were so ridiculous easy. So I played it on both, like, medium and easy, or whatever they're called. And... Even with the medium, I thought it was, there were some that were just super crazy easy, and then later on, there'd be, like, a ridiculously hard one out of nowhere. And it wouldn't even be, like, the boss, the final boss. Like, so for me, I just felt like it was, I don't I mismatched, I guess, or? Yeah, once, once I got the hang of it, I felt like they were all pretty straightforward, and it largely just depend was dependent on what item set you had. Like, if you just had a lot of stuff going in, you could just melt them easily, I yeah. think Hal was maybe the most difficult one of them all. Uh, yeah, I'd say he was the most difficult. Just because, yeah. yeah, at times he would go like invisible or invulnerable, but still have these giant laser beams. So he was kind of a pain, but largely not that difficult. Yeah. I, I guess to explain to our listeners, there's two types of bosses. You have the managers, which you, there's five managers. You got to beat all five, and that's how you fully beat the game. And then you have, at the end of every level, you have like a mini boss. And those are the ones with the TikTok, Samsung, and the kind of social commentary, kind of weird-looking bosses. But overall, I thought the bosses were incredibly boring. I thought the managers at least kind of had, like, a cool design. Uh, some of the mini-bosses I thought were a little interesting. But every enemy essentially just kind of had, like, two attacks, and they weren't too hard to dodge. Everything was really well telegraphed. The only time I would mostly take damage is if I had a gun that was shooting a thousand bullets, like Liz was saying, and you kind of get lost as to what's your projectile, what's an enemy projectile. But I didn't think the bosses were interesting. Yeah, I felt like, too, the bosses didn't really say anything to you. What was that game where there were, like, the twins? They were, like, the Greek gods. And um, do you remember that? There were, like, a little boss that you had to do. What is it? The two brothers? Like, the weightlifting brothers? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, was that yeah. What Shovel Knight? Oh, oh, the messenger. The messenger? Oh, yeah, the messenger. About? The yeah. ogres? So for me, I'm like, I like it when they do make bosses more fun and, like, actually have some character to them. Like, I went into this just thinking, oh, like, whatever. Like, I just keep shooting at it. Like, it wasn't funny. It wasn't, I don't know. I just, I kind of felt like it was a little underwhelming. Yeah, that's, like, overall my complaint with Neon Abyss. It's, when you look at its cover, it looks cool where it's like, oh, it's like, you know techno electro music you know with guns and everything and even when you see the trailer it's like oh this like nice thumping kind of energetic game it is not that honestly i felt like this game really lacked character like you're, you're going through a very generic dungeon over and over again and there's like little neon lights in the background but that's it the enemies didn't really i felt like conveyed this atmosphere of like 
a rave kind of style, a nice neon kind of futuristic style. They were just weird little like trash goblins. I don't know how to describe them. I thought they were like little uh, viruses. Yeah, and like, but that just—I I don't know—I just felt like this game really lacked character. Well, even the secret rooms that you unlock. So when you beat the mini bosses, you get uh, currency, so you can unlock cool things, and so you can unlock like a dance room. The what is it? The toy machine. Yes, um, a, a the claw, claw machine, and then a piano room. Yeah, but you had to use so many coins that it just wasn't fun. And fishing. I feel like I would always get them um, towards the beginning when I'm trying to save money to get weapons and stuff. And Because, I mean, you eventually can, like, uncover artifacts that will show you where the secret rooms are for, like, one level. But a lot of times you don't know where they are. And whenever I found them, it was inconvenient for me to spend the money. So it was just like, oh, whatever. I know you found a helmet that you really liked in the claw machine. Yeah, there was one helmet... It was super rare to find. It was called Big Daddy, which was a reference to Bioshock. It was a diver's helmet, but it made you immune to explosive damage. You actually found it once, and I've never been able to get it besides, like, having a trial run with it. But it was very hard to find a specific item that you wanted. Yeah, but that's where I feel like it it wasn't about strategizing what items you got. Aside from your few choices that you get in an Ares or an Athena room, or I guess a shop too, but largely, there's no like strategizing what you get. It's just, all right, I got what I got. And most things improved you enough that you, know, you just stack them when you can and just fight on. I'm not saying it's a great system, but I felt like it was simple enough. And I, I guess that's why, because sometimes games are too boring, but too complicated. At the very least, this was simple. So some of the boringness of it felt fine. Because I wasn't trying to do a hundred different things. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I never thought about it like that. Well, you know, I'm just here to offer insights that you didn't think about. (laughs) But another thing I also just found really repetitive, luckily it wasn't, like, offensive. Like, it didn't didn't grate on me. But the music, too, I thought was really disappointing. There's literally, like, three songs, maybe, if in that. While you're playing, yeah, there's this constant kind of techno music going. And then when you go in a box, like when you start fighting enemies, it picks up a little bit. And it kind of even does like a, a, you know, a finish. Yeah, you know when the enemies are all dead. It, yeah, it kind of finishes and then it goes back to its normal. But you can also. But it's just constant. You can see when the doors open as well. Unless it's like a huge room. But I mean, for the most part, you really don't need to listen to the music. And I found myself turning it down a lot. <laughs> yeah, because it's just, it's it's on an endless loop. Same song, just going and going and going. Yeah, because even the, the sounds of the guns were largely repetitive. Even though they might change, yeah, there might be a slight variation. Like the bubble gun, it sounds like it's a little more watery. But largely it's just a... Yeah. It just sounds like someone beating on a tin can. And it's not great. So, yeah, you can turn it down. I mean, the music didn't irritate me. There's sometimes when we play a game and it's the same music the entire time and it kind of like just gets really annoying really fast. Yeah. I felt like this, it didn't annoy me too much, but I just like found myself subconsciously, I just found myself just turning down the volume without really realizing that I'm doing it. <laughs> I was like the same way. Every once in a while though, I would pick up on the music and, I'm, and it would irritate me. At that point, I'm like, okay, this is the same stinking song. And I think that's just what really just made me sad about this game. Because even when you look at the trailer, it's like, cool, a roguelike platformer with some, like, electro music. 
you know, fast action, shooting guns. You're probably going to be jumping and diving and rolling. And that's just not what this game was. Which I saw something on Twitter. It was, um, oh, wait, never mind. That was for a different game. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, saw, I saw an Apex. It was dive, dip, dodge. Uh, like whatever the dodgeball like quote was and it showed them doing that but i was like i thought it was for this game but never mind sorry you know because this game looks just like apex <laughs> i don't know what made me think that basically the same thing you can cut that out <laughs> no absolutely not <laughs> yeah so i was really disappointed in the music because i don't know i felt like they could have fun with it and add more character to this game i think like that's your your word of the night disappointed <laughs> every episode you always say you always pick out a word that I apparently repeat a lot. I thought for sure my word for this episode would be repetitive. Oh, maybe. Well, do you know what? Usually it's fantastic, but I don't think you've said that once. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I don't know if you guys had any glitches, uh, but I had a couple graphical glitches when it came to the slot machine door. Uh, yeah, I felt like the game was very, I don't want to say like buggy, but like definitely glitchy. I mean, I a lot of times my game would just like, stop where it was when I was in the middle of a battle and then I would just like where's my character when I went back I'd be like somewhere else and like I it nothing game breaking or anything but it was definitely like unpleasant what what issue did you have with the doors or the slot machine so with the slot machine door like obviously it's a slot machine you're, you're not pushing any buttons it's literally just you pay five coins which I thought this was a dumb system and the door essentially decides if it wants to let you in or not but uh, the icons on the door, the cherry, the bell, like those typical icons, sometimes weren't actually on the door. It was like either below the door or to the side of the door. Even when the door would open, the icons would like be floating in the sky. It wasn't anything crazy. It was just a graphical glitch. But it was odd. But then the, uh, our, our listener first warned us about this. And I did experience a little bit, probably not to the extent he was saying, but at some points, depending on what guns you have, what items you have, you can actually have some really hard frame rate issues. I had one gun that was shooting like 10 bullets out at a time, and then the bullets were exploding. So it, it was kind of understandable that my uh, the game was starting to chug along a little bit. But yeah, there was a couple times during a boss fight where it just would really start to get slow, and it could end up killing you because the projectile could hit you while the frames are just super low. See, I never actually encountered it. it I had a couple of times where it would kind of like maybe a half a second catch and i had some of those guns i mean i had the, the one of the item you're talking about there's a pup it's called popcorn and that's where your bullets all explode when they hit and i had that with a gun that was like a, a full-on machine gun so i was putting out you know uh, plenty of plenty of bullets or whatnot but i didn't find an issue with it i guess i'm not I, i'm not saying it doesn't exist and it makes sense where it does but i was fortunate to not have to at least See, I, it obviously isn't like a, a bug or like a game glitch or anything, but I sometimes felt like the game was just working against me with those doors. It was ridiculous how many times that I put coins in there and it would not open. And it's supposed to make it easier, like the more times you do it. There was, there was one day that I played for a good chunk of time and I couldn't get a single door open. Like I would, there's one door I put in like coins five times and went open and then every single time with the doors i would try multiple times that day it refused to open a single door for me it's the game's fault i took it personal (laughs) (laughs) and then of course the other thing i found incredibly repetitive with the abyss is the achievements the achievements were so boring i was really disappointed 
majority of the achievements are open 999 chests, open 999 doors, die 99 times. See, I think it's the worst when they're luck-based. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. Hatch there's... five eggs in a row or don't have hatch five eggs in a row or something. Yeah. You have no control over that. Yeah. So for me, like, I thought it was kind of swing. I think it would have been cooler to have, like, um, like when you open these secret rooms. Oh, do you get achievements if you, like, actually complete the dance and stuff? Yeah, you have to complete the dance ten times, piano ten times, and I think the slot machine, t- uh, the uh, crane game ten times. Ah, oh, that's so grindy. It is. Yeah, this game really expects you to play it a lot, even and when you beat it. To keep playing. To. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I definitely can see myself going back to it. Like, I get where you're coming from, and I know that it's repetitive, but in some ways, like obviously very very different game. But in some ways, it felt a little Slay the Spire like to me. That just every run was just... How dare you? Yeah, I know, I know. But it's... Don't compare. Just the... I don't know. Every run felt a little different. Not in look. Not necessarily always in full strategy. But just, I don't know, the items I got. And I always felt like it was fun to just see how ridiculous my character would get. That's where I found fun with it. And see, for me, like, I I felt like it always felt the same. That's what really surprised me. Because, like, even with, like, the different weapons, even if I found a weapon that I liked, I just, for me, always felt the same. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you, Liz. But overall, Neon Abyss, I don't think, is a terribly long game. Uh, the average time to beat, you're looking between, like, 9 to 10 hours if you just want to beat the five managers. If you want to complete the game, uh, they're reporting the average completion time is about 35 hours. So if you're really dedicated to this and really want to stick to it and grind it out, you can do it. But because of that, do not recommend this game for achievement hunters. Because even after the time we played, did not get a lot of gamer score. Yeah, Andrew got 290 with 14 achievements. I got 110 with 7 achievements. And I would like to say, I put a lot of time into the game this week. And Keith was actually the winner this week. 390 with 17 achievements. Yeah, but I mean, the achievements, the achievements are about dying and grinding over and over again. I only died like 10 times. What? I didn't have a high die record. Yeah, I did not die a lot. So I you, thought this game was actually pretty easy. You did 10 runs and that's it? No, I did multiple runs, but I was winning my runs. Oh, I guess that's true too. And so they weren't considered deaths. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I but yeah, so getting into our final thoughts, Keith, what did you think of Neon Abyss? Well... I, I had a I had a couple quick other things that, ah, that I wanted to sorry. throw. <laughs> I didn't mean to speed up on your segment. Go ahead. Um so yeah, there was two things because I just did a quick search uh on Twitter for them. Because I don't know, it had some weird comment about it. Um just one actually. But Liz, you were correct. We can keep in your Twitter comment. It was their Twitter. It says, Abyssonauts, remember the five Ds of boss fights. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. No so there way. you have it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that was my other thing. That was it. I feel so proud right now. <laughs> You're welcome, Liz. Thanks, Keith. All right, Keith, so what you think of Neon Abyss? So I, I can't refute any of you guys' complaints about it. That It is largely repetitive. It's not overly hard. There's not, I don't know, there's nothing glowing about it, but I'm just such a sucker for these roguelikes. I love how big you can build your character, and I just, I generally always had fun with it. And it was just challenging enough that I didn't feel like I was steamrolling the game on a constant basis. If it weren't for the music and the sound, I would give this a higher score, but I have to give it a solid 80 still. So, 
I know Liz was saying that she's having a hard time reviewing this game, and I actually feel the same way. I didn't hate my time playing it. I, you know, I had fun. It just, for me, this game was a game that you definitely play in sprints. Like, you, you could not marathon this game because it's just so repetitive. But I didn't mind picking up and doing it a run. Like, I thought the runs were relatively quick. And, you know, and then I'd be good. I'd be good for a while. A couple hours, maybe do another one. But yeah, if, if I was doing like three or four in a row, I was just like, oh, I am bored. I am sick of this game. But I just found everything so repetitive. Environments repetitive, enemies, guns, items. It just, it's, it's an okay game. If you like roguelikes, you know, you're going to enjoy it. I think I'm going to give it a 65, though. It, and it's not bad, but there's a lot better choices on Game Pass. I think I'm going to give it a 75. I, because I really don't know what to give it for a score. I thought it was really addicting. I liked that when you lost, it didn't feel like a huge loss. Even if you had, like, a gun that you really liked and all that. Like, I felt like when I lost and I got far in Dead Cells, I was just like, oh, crap. Like, that really sucks. But this game, I didn't feel that way, and I liked the graphics. There was a lot of things I liked about it. I just, like, I don't want to sound rude in this, but it did feel a little basic sometimes. And I really, although I love the environments, I kind of wanted something fresh after completing a run. And looking at Metacritic, uh-huh. um, 81 and 6.6 are fourth. wow. And, well, and 6.6, so the critics liked it. But somebody brought down the score for the uh, the users, our fourth and silent co-host. Yeah, which I forgot to mention. We've had two people recommend nicknames. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Um, Is Keith Jr. one of them? Because didn't, didn't you say that? Or you said he was like... Keith, Keith? Jr. was my pick. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Because, you know, Keith... I feel like Keith hates a lot of games. One of our new listeners uh, recommended Metatroll, which actually that was pretty clever. Um, uh, then another one we had. You said Metatroll? Metatroll, because this is Metacritic. Okay, okay. I like that. And then the other one was from our listener, Curtis. Uh, he said it in French, but so I'm probably going to butcher this because I took Spanish in high school. But Juar Malhurex, which means the unhappy player, which I actually thought was kind of interesting. Speak some Spanish for me right now. Oh, and, and then act barrio. like it matters that you did that you didn't <laughs> take French. Bathroom was the thing that you come up with out of all the words. You're like See. bathroom. <laughs> but so before I get into what he had to say, I found a little fact about him. Ooh. This is why I'm like kind of like giggling because I'm gonna preface this because I don't want to come off some kind of way. I am from Massachusetts, and we have a term for people from Massachusetts that I, I, everyone in the country has probably heard of it, mass holes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can deduce why. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people know that from other countries, but because we're very, not all of us, obviously, uh, aggressive driving, aggressive accent, aggressive everything. And obviously, not everyone is like that. So when I found out where he was from, it clicked. It made sense. Is he from Quebec? Yes! <laughs> So, it is known, like, on Reddit, online, anywhere that they go as a tourist, like, you look for their license plates when something bad's happening, and you're like, Quebec, and I don't mean that in a mean way, because, like I said, there are probably some amazing, fantastic people from there, but they are just overwhelmingly known as rude, and if you're from Quebec, I I really want to hear your thoughts on this, because I want to know if, like, if that's just, like, you 
I don't know. Just like let us know because, like I said, there's probably a lot of wonderful people from Quebec. I feel like I'm gonna get so much hate. I'm like an no, no, no one from Quebec is listening to us. They only speak French there, and they look down on people who speak English. They're not listening to us. And if you yeah, are, like said, I'm not really that sorry. But I guess I am, so you don't hate us. I know we have a good amount of listeners from Montreal. Montreal's great. Oh yeah, like, but I mean, also like, you think you're French Canadian? I am. Like, yeah, um, French Canadians are great. Quebec, not so I'm much. I'm just saying from personal experience, like driving around when you hear lots of horns and stuff, and it's tourist season. Like, anyway, uh, honestly, what does it say? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's kind of long. It is an indie pixel bacon turd. That is to say, the work of a piglet in a stable or a garage. It is also the platform because the independent turd can only do that. The mongoloid platform. It is the mess of any independent turd who does not respect himself. By the way, don't play stinky, unwanted turds like this. Uh, like this subgenre. Respect yourself. Jeez. Wow. How I, do you feel about that, Keith? <laughs> I feel personally attacked right now. What's mongoloid? That's basically. I think that's an no, offense. Mongoloid. Well, it's like really. an old term. You know, it is like a I mean, this offensive. is your subgenre, Keith. I think, yeah, I think in 2020 that might be offensive. Yeah, I remember. I think Mongoloid originally was like came. I think I can't remember what was first coined. <gasps> yeah, but it's offensive. Meant to dated, be like a subhuman relating to okay. the broad division of humankind, including the indigenous peoples of East Asia, Southeast Asia, and the Arctic region of North America. So I, was, I apologize I on behalf it was of a Liz. Ter- term. I just said turds. <laughs> I thought it was a gaming term. I'm sorry. I've never heard that before. No, I mean, it's not like, I don't think anyone ever really uses like a racist thing. It's kind of one of those just like, I don't know, calling someone an idiot. But yeah, this know. is, I mean, Keith, like, are you going to learn to respect yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Have you met me? Keith has no respect. But um, looking at some of the other um, critics and users, uh, one of the critics was irritated by the left trigger jump. Um, but a lot of people saying that their Xbox was freezing, it's not good on Xbox, and uh, complaints about not being able to preview items, which we talked about earlier. Those were the big ones. But yeah, he used turd a lot in that one. Yeah. I liked the term bacon turd. When did yeah. use it? Well, I don't... I think I've used it in like a positive way, though. That's a real bacon yeah, turd. In a, in a stable? Or a garage? Like, do you keep piglets in the garage? Like, I didn't understand that. I mean, bacon turd, so That's the core is gross, but the outer is a nice, delicious crispiness, so... Did you hear me laugh when I was doing the, looking it up? A and then it bit. came out to you and I was like, I found out some information on Yeah, she was so excited. I just laughed in, like, when I read it, because I was like, oh my gosh, my hunch was true. She didn't want to tell me what she found I out. I wanted to She's, surprise she... you. Yeah. Was it worth the wait? Wait, so how, wait, where did you see that it was from Quebec, though? He was, he talked about, like, like, as a Quebecian kind of thing. Ah. Uh, well. As from some Quebec. We still don't know if it's a he. That's true. Oh, it could be a she. Yeah. I don't know. But we at least now know they're, they're, they're a Quebecian. I'm sure, I feel like that's, that's not the right term. Quebecian? But whatever. There's no one from Quebec oh, listening to this. Oh, it's definitely, it's definitely not, I, I, that's just something that I, you know. What do you, I don't know. Isn't that because what do you call you call you call him a Kobokwan? I actually went there when okay. I was a kid, and maybe it's just because I was a kid and I didn't understand. But I met no rude people there that I remember. But I, like I said, I was a kid. <laughs> Thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, if you have any more recommendations, we'd be getting a nice list. We love when people give us recommendations because you know I'm indecisive. Yeah, it makes less thinking for us. Just you can direct where we're going. 
picking games. So we have a nice couple games coming up. Uh, and also coming up too, we'll have our year in review side quest, which uh, will be interesting. But thank you all so much for listening. And uh, if you have any recommendations, you can reach us at GamePassGrabBag at gmail.com or we're on Facebook at GamePassGrabBag, where we also have a PayPal if you feel so inclined to support us. I've been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live, Firebird Z1952, and Twitch with the same name. And I'll pass it off to Keith. Keith, give us a riveting outro. Are we on TikTok? I think we need some dance videos from you on TikTok. Why? I don't know. Because I, I get really animated with my I outro. Think we yeah. need some cat pictures. I think I think you could do some cool belly dances for us. I don't know. I mean, Just... I try to dance for you guys because to make you guys, like, I don't know, listen to me. Well, I've been Keith. Like, I, I didn't want to, like, jingle, <laughs> you know, some keys in front of this camera for you because, you know, that would make noise. So I, I figured... said goodbye. Wow, this is a weird ending. Liz. And I'm Liz Anoob, gamertag, come on, I'm Dean, and I'm on Twitter, at Liz Anoob, Noob is E-W. Well, I hope you guys appreciate me, because my co-hosts don't. But Bye thank guys. you all so much for listening. We love you all. We hope to see you again next week. He said goodbye. Thank you.